This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. This is episode 390. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. I'm just glad you kept your shit together. (laughs) I got my poop in a group. My feces is cohesive. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Taylor Grin. Ciao. (laughs) So we're chuckling because I totally fucked up the first go at uh, doing the opening for the show, and I'm sure it will be appearing in the outtakes for this episode because... I was, it was, it was a thing to behold for sure. So we'll be well, sure I mean, to share we, that. We had a launch failure and then an aborted launch. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's legal in your state. <laughs> oh, true. These days, just true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's new with you guys? Uh, let's go with, uh, Tay- let's, yeah, let's, let's start with Taylor first. Cause we didn't, we didn't hear from you last week. Oh, yeah, I had yet another bout of the bleh after eating some, frankly, way too rare steak. Um, I, I had the steak and I ordered it um, medium rare, and I don't think they heard the medium part. And uh, it was basically <laughs> still mooing. And I, like, finished my steak, had some, like, grilled peppers, paid the I think check. Maybe, they they oh, probably heard maybe rare. Yeah, <laughs> like, perhaps, perhaps. Maybe rare, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like paid the check, turned around, walked into the bathroom, yacked it all up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which let me tell you what yacking steak. Mm, What an experience. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, but no, so I'm feeling quite a bit better now. I think that my, um, my gut flora are just still adapting to like a very different diet out here. Mm hmm. Um, you know, there's less everything in all of the carbohydrates, um, uh, less sugar in everything, um, more acids in everything. So I think I'm just like getting used to it all. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes that makes me feel a little ill. I'm doing great. Uh, today I just got in from, um, I'm doing like great concert. uh, today, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just been a wild, a wild couple of weeks. Um, I want to, before I go any further, I want to make sure that I don't forget. Um, I want to say congratulations to Bridget and Aaron Mills. Um, they're a couple of amazing friends of mine. Um, I've known Bridget for like a decade. Uh, she has found and now married the love of her life, Aaron. And the two of them are amazing together. And I'm so happy that they finally Yay. got it done. I love love. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so big congrats to you guys. Um, thank you again infinitely for watching my cat and for all of your years of friendship. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, I went to Florence, which is amazing. Um, like, I mean, words can't describe it. Amazing. Like I've been I've been basically everywhere that's worth visiting in the United States, except for New York City. 
and I have never seen sites like in America, like I saw in just Florence. Um, it is amazing. So, yeah. Well, I mean, hey. it's a little nicer architecture. It's a little older. Well, not only that, like but historic. like vistas, like looking at mm. the hillsides and everything are just gorgeous, like covered in trees, beautiful sloping hills. I was in this, um, I went on a date to this mountain village called Basna de Grappa, which is a place almost in the Dolomites, like just on the foot of the Dolomites, um, where they make a whiskey-like liquor that's from mm. that region. And it's got these old medieval castles. And again, like you're on the foot of mountains. Think like if you've ever driven through Dan or Ryan through like Provo, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the like, yeah, I drive kind of fast through there. I mean, fair <laughs> granted. Yes. But all those mountains that are like right up next to you, imagine that, but like twice as high and covered in foliage. Utah does right. not have foliage. No, not much. No. Yeah. I struggled to explain that to the, the <laughs> person that I was with. So yeah, um, it's I've just been doing great. It's finally cooled down enough for me to actually like get out of town and travel around and see things. I don't regulate heat very well, and Italy is not a cool country, believe it or not. So, well, yeah, neither is the U.S. anymore. Yeah, I heard about that. You guys have been yeah. going through a bit of a heat wave. I, I think I just saw before we started recording that we now broke the record again. Oh, for hottest day. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> um, we seem and to break it once a week. Of, yeah, and for a number of one hundred degree plus days. Yeah, I, I think the previous record was like twenty two, and we're at like thirty five yeah. now. Yeah, holy shit! And I, I had a slight argument with the guy at work. I'm like, he's like, Utah's hot. I'm like, I understand Utah gets hot, but when I first got here to Utah twenty years ago, it might have been like a week. What's a hundred and two in metric? What is that? Um, 40. Like 30, 30, oh, wow. Okay. In I, thought, Celsius, I thought 100 was right around 40s. Holy Do you shit. mean that's 102 in Celsius? In Celsius. Yeah. In everywhere else in the world. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 38, 39 degrees. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Super hot. Yeah. Super oh. hot. For sure. Not fun. <laughs> you mentioned Florence and... Whenever I hear the name Florence, I, being much older than either of you, always think of Florence Henderson for some reason. I was going to make a bad Crisco or chicken joke, fried chicken joke, but neither of you would have understood that. And you're probably, you are looking at me like I'm high right now. So I have no idea. Most of the jokes I got were related to um, Silence of the Lambs, Mm -hmm. um, which granted the Chianti here is, or there was fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed players. Um, yep. Those buildings are holy fucking like, shit. So wild to actually stand next to. Um, there is no possible way that somebody could climb any of those without <laughs> everyone in the nearby vicinity being like, oh, holy shit, look at that guy. <laughs> so you're saying there weren't a bunch of NPCs walking around? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, actually, but (laughs) (laughs) tourist season was still going. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you're out seeing some sights, man. That's fun. You'll you'll learn all of the cool places for when I come and eventually visit you there in Italy sometime. Oh, dude, can't wait. Let me know when. 
yeah then you'll be able then you'll know where to take me uh to mm-hmm. see the best of things so good job yeah. thanks for scouting this <laughs> shit Absolutely. yeah and what's new with you mr duffy i am still trying to wake up from oh just everything uh let me say Shogun, when, take you me a, away. when you see a fire department that does their pancake breakfast shit oh right i'm still like beat into the ground from that today and yesterday right. oh yeah, wow I so, like, that was I that was today yesterday we probably went from about 8 a.m to 7 p.m setting up and pre-cooking shit like with maybe 20 minutes here and there where i sat down and went like holy shit oh i need a little bit of a break and then we just kept going all day then i woke up at 5 a.m this morning and it was just go 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 from 5 a.m to 8 a.m when i got to leave to go home and got home around 10 o'clock and was just like ah like i didn't even eat yesterday yeah oh i had like i had like a small lunch but then it it got to like we we pre-cooked 45 pounds of sausage links like breakfast sausage like the small ones Mm -hmm. we pre-cooked 45 pounds of that and by the time That's we got done with that, it was seven o'clock. And I was like, I got chicken thighs I can cook. But that's going to take an hour. I'm tired. So my dinner was literally an ice cream sandwich and two fucking uh, granola bars. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Were they making little baby granola bars? I did poop in the morning. Yes. <laughs> well, you said you had two fucking granola bars, and I was just yeah. curious to know what the what their offspring would look like. Well, I mean, since I was, it, it, I mean, if you want me to tell you, it wasn't a That's good morning funny. for the toilet. You ever had that crunchy granola that you put in uh, yogurt? Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I I don't want that to come up my ass. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that seems yeah, strange. I just buy like the big boxes of like uh, the 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 Quaker oatmeal granola bars because I can buy them in mass. Or mm-hmm. not very much in there. My like, I just need to shove something in my mouth at work. Hey. Uh, food. But we had a good turnout this morning. We had a bunch of people show up. I'm just still like, it's the that it's that thing. Like, you ever done a long road trip? And when you uh-huh. get back from that road trip, you're exhausted. But you sit down. You're like, I'm tired. Why can't I fall asleep? Like that. Oh. Like your body's just not able to unwind. That's the way I was all last night, and I've been all today where I'm like, I'm fucking exhausted, but I just can't. My body's not wanting to settle. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. 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 That was me after my out of town trip, actually. I got home. <laughs> I stumbled home, ridiculously hungover, got home, nursed myself back to health, and then lied in my bed from like nine o'clock until midnight, wondering why the fuck I couldn't have the sweet embrace of sleep. Yeah. I'm like, as you guys can see on camera, I still haven't even taken my shirt off from work yet. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, you generally does the show topless. Yeah. For, for anybody who's looking forward to YouTube videos. Basically get a, a firefighter calendar every week. It's not I know. <laughs> and that's why I do it. Cause I know you guys are recording this in secret and putting it on your OnlyFans page and making a shit ton of money. <laughs> Off of my pecs. I just like seeing your third and fourth nipples. <laughs> Wait till you see the fifth. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, there's, 
Uh, not much new uh, with me. Uh, work sucks as always. I was super busy. Uh, work sucks. And, I know. Yeah. And I have yet to release roses by the stairs. What? <laughs> I know that was a bad joke, avocado. Hi, avocado. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I have I have yet to release the episode that we recorded last week because uh, there have been a lot of changes in the products that we use to bring the show to you fine people. One of them being Zencaster decided to completely revamp and redo its entire website uh, with, as far as I can tell, no fucking warning whatsoever to anybody. And Aren't you following their Twitter? <laughs> well, I, I didn't see an email saying 2.5 is coming out this week. Save your stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah, like oh. nothing. And then, like, the way that they have structured their new interface is super not intuitive at all. Uh, we, it, it's just, it's, it's really fucked up and kludgy. Like, I don't know who their UI person is, but they need to have their toenails pulled out or something i don't know it's just it's bad it's not good and the way it was rolled out was not at all helpful the way it's explained is not at all helpful the the it's just it's bad it's not it's not good it's it's super not good okay but this uh, is so where we've gotten our best audio from yeah for sure i mean this this works out much better as a as a platform for recording and, and stitching together our audio uh, without oh, any yeah, because I sound like a child talking through a tin can on a string, and it looks it sounds great by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's much better than uh, a lot of other things that we've tried in the past, for sure. It's just the the new interface is very confusing and kludgy, which I don't know. There, we're we're also making some changes possibly in the near future. Our current host for the show uh, that we've been with for since the beginning basically um our contract with them ends at the end of next month or toward the end of next month and so i'm exploring some other options basically i'm doing a bunch of shit in the background that nobody will ever know until i say something about it and <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be a good thing, maybe it won't be but it's sucking up a lot of my time uh, reminds yeah. me of that episode where bender became god <laughs> and real God was like, yeah, you were doing good until everyone died. Like <laughs> if you do a good job, it's like you were never there at all. Mm-hmm. By the way, when is that coming back? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I, know. I know it's supposed to be. Yeah. Again, uh, again, again for the what fourth time, third or fourth. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Again, God, again. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, but today, Today, tonight, I said, I said today because it was whenever be you're listening, when, yeah, when, at whatever hour you are listening to this show, uh, you will soon experience us speaking about what, Mr. Grin? Pie. Pie. I like pie. It's better than cake. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Apple. Dutch apple. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, pie. What kind of pie? <laughs> All pie is better than cake. Cake is good, but pies come out. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, we're going to be talking about the Proto-Indo-European mythology, um, which appears to be a sort of common ancestor of Western religions, um, actually, and some Eastern religions. Uh, Basically, anything from like India to Scandinavia all 
at one point shared common features. And we will be talking about that on the other side of the break. Hi, this is James Hubert, author of Kissing Hexass, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Look, you can either accept science and face reality, or you can believe in angels and live in a childish dream world. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. And welcome back. Uh, let's cast ourselves back at least 6,000 years ago to the beginning of the world um, <laughs> to Eastern <laughs> Europe, the, the Caucasus, the Aegean Sea, to India. Now, imagine the spread of peoples north in Scandinavia, far east until you reach India, Ceylon. Imagine languages, some of them familiar to you like Latin, others probably foreign like Sanskrit. These all share a common ancestral origin, which have been discovered through archaeology and complex linguistic analysis. Hmm. Proto-Indo-Europeans, PI for short. They shared many things in common across all of those peoples from Scandinavia and Spain all the way over to India. They domesticated animals. They made ample use of water transportation cultivated and selectively bred crops, used the wheel for wagons. They had patrilineal inheritance, which means that like children would take on their father's names and that's how land and objects would pass in possession. Hmm. Uh, and they did these things all basically at the same time. Um, the peoples in other parts of the world, the Japanese islands, the uh, Australian, African, and South American aboriginals um, only did some of these things and oftentimes much later on. The Pi people did all of this stuff basically at the same time. Uh, and amongst all of those things, they also shared myths. One myth uh, in particular, which is universal from the ancient Norse to the ancient Indians. Aliens. Uh, one of them is of a blacksmith. He makes a deal with the devil that he might wield, uh, sorry, weld any kind of material together in exchange for his soul. The devil accepts the deal, grants him this power. Then the devil welds, or sorry, and then the blacksmith welds the devil to a tree and leaves him there and goes on and enjoys his life. Cheating the devil out of the deal. I mean, I think I've heard a story about a tree in a, in a devilish figure before. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and the thing is, like, if, if you're familiar with any sort of um, Welsh and Greek myth, a lot of the things they'll talk about are like fey bargains and that kind of thing where some sort of deal is given that is clearly going to be misinterpreted by the deal maker uh, in a way to like be to the detriment of the person, you know, who's making the bargain with the supernatural being. And like then the a lot of the ways the stories go is like then they outsmart the fey in some way. Um, yeah. And this is this is kind of the origin of that, that idea of people using cleverness to overcome power. But I, I also look at the, the, the similarities with the tree. Like mm -hmm. if there is a garden of Eden and there's one uh, bad tree there, would that be the one bad tree that a devil had been stuck to? Hmm. And you eating the fruits of that tree. Now you, that knowledge is released. Like that's the only mm -hmm. way the devil of that tree gets released. And now you know everything. So that's that, I mean, 
super interesting. I have no idea whether or not that's like a cosmetic similarity or a substantial one. It just just seems peculiar to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that myth is one in a constellation of myths that the Pi people shared. They all seem to have a common pantheon of gods and stories around them. At the outset, I need to remind listeners that this is a prehistoric religion. The Bible, Torah, etc. are all written religions and by definition post-date the Pi myth. Please don't think that anything in the essay that we're about to do supports conspiracy theories like the Zeitgeist documentary or shit like that. Nothing to do with that shit. What the bleep do we know? Right, right. None of that bullshit predates it by thousands of years. Now, Sanskrit, wasn't that, is that the same thing as Sanskrit? The, uh, where they would use the, the lines and dashes and arrows to make, uh, their writings what? and letters. Is that similar? It Did is come from them? the thing that you're thinking, but you've got the wrong word. That thing that you're thinking is Sanskrit. Yeah. That's what, that's why I was like, yeah. So Sanskrit I was just going back saying like, they have writing Sanskrit is that, yeah. With the kind yeah. of like cuneiform symbols. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just, just want to make sure I was on track. There's a term for that. I can't think of what the term is. Uh, Cuneiform? But it's when, no. <laughs> no. When when people substitute words that sound similar, but oh, they're uh, not. Oh, a spoonerism? Or um, no, because that's when you combine Mal- terms or swap. Malapropism. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but doing what I just did by, yes. by yeah. accident, because I, I was thinking it was something similar, but not the same, but they turned out to be. Same. You had the right concept, but the wrong word. Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay. So scholars have drawn from multiple myths. uh, The most important three being the Vedas, the early Roman and Norse myths Uh, to a far lesser degree than you would think the Greek myths. Um, It actually has a lot of influence from like non pi regions, including the near East, like Persia uh, and that kind of thing, which surprisingly the proto-Indo-European peoples kind of like pass over Persia and don't necessarily include them, um, at least as far as I was able to find. Hmm. So um, these, oh, I, I just wanted to go back one one step because you talk about the Norse myths mm-hmm. and the fact that he was able to wield a hammer. I forget the name of the hammer with the Norse. Mjolnir? Yeah. Is that where that actually comes from? Is that that's the hammer that was used to in their story? No, the, the Thor stuff the was like post this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, early Norse myths, not um, contemporary or not even contemporaneous, but I guess you would say like Iron Age Norse myths. Yeah. And beyond that. And a lot of those myths um, were also influenced by Christianity's impact Mm. as well. So it's taken a lot of analysis to try and suss out what the real myths were and which ones were like fucked by Christian influence. Um, but you will see some similarities with the earlier stories um, okay. for stuff that you might be familiar with, with Norse myth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically what they did is um, like linguistic analysis of common themes. Cause a lot of these cultures would still verbally tell these stories generation after generation. So even though they were pre written history, we still have a record of the stories they were telling each other. Um. 
So I am going to present that myth in a sort of narrative format. Ooh, Inga. Yeah. I'm on, Imagine I'm, that you're I'm, sitting, I'm sitting around down the campfire. all crisscross with my blankie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drinking some, some uh, uh, what do you call it, like putrefied milk that uh, is alcoholic and... I'm going to call it gin. The deer you cured, uh, killed earlier. Yeah, yeah, have gin, whatever beer, <laughs> right? Some corn mash. Um, yeah. Stars above you, the sounds of nothing but nature and wolves in the distance, right? Ah, some fireflies. Uh, I, it's in my head, Taylor. I've got it. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in. Yeah. I'm sitting Solid, in a magical solid. forest with somebody's velvet. got a drum, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm there. One dude's playing Wonderwall on his guitar. Uh, <laughs> He's getting punched later. all right in the beginning there was nothing but empty night and the deep tartarus the underworld there was no heaven no earth no sky no water no trees no gods no men no beasts then two brothers manu and yamu and their primordial cow traveled across the cosmos seeing that there was nothing Yamu let himself be sacrificed by Manu, who, with the Sky Father, crafted Yamu's parts into the earth. From his head, the priesthood of men arose. From his breast and arms came the warrior class, and from his genitals and legs, the commoners. The primordial cow was also sacrificed, and from it came animals, vegetation, all other life on earth. Thus Manu became the high priest, the first high priest. And the order was established among men, so that from head to breast to feet is the authority over the priests, over the warriors, and the warriors over the common man. Now I know why so many people are dicks. (laughs) Might makes right. Yeah, right? (laughs) And the earth was crafted as a large, flat disk, surrounded by ocean, with many myths, including, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is not the continuation of my narrative style. Enjoy that uh, little bleh. Um, <laughs> so the earth was a flat disk surrounded by ocean, much like the flat earthers would have you believe. Um, a lot of the myths include some sort of world tree or pillar supporting the discs, uh, the, the disk, bleh, but not all of them. The gods ruled the domain of the sky above, which was separate from the domain of man below and also separate from the underworld Tartarus below that. So I, I jump into the flat world world of dumb fucks mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe on how like that last line right there jumps yeah. into so much of the fucking bullshit that they try to fucking pedal of like this old world, like how um, I'm trying to think, remember uh, uh, Close Encounters that the thing he kept making on the mashed potatoes, I can't remember the name of that fucking mountain. So uh, I'm dimly aware of the film, but I hate it. So I can't specifically. Well, recall the- so like these fucking flat earths that are saying that like all these large mountain formations and stuff mm-hmm. are the bottoms of tree trunks because they were the mm-hmm. pillars of the earth. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's how anything wacky. works. Yeah, it's wacky. And that's also how they support their theory of giants living on this planet at one time. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, Well, I thought it was interesting that from his genitals and legs came the commoners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but also we, we run into the, uh, uh, the the whole Adam and Eve thing here again, though. Uh, so no, actually, like the early early myth was not so much an Adam and Eve thing. Well, I'm just going um, with the Adam and Eve thing because, thing. well, because there's only two of them mm-hmm. traveling the universe. Right. So where does this other guy come from? The Sky Father. Yeah, he's always been. Okay, so he's he's the uh, god. Mm-hmm. He, and he, these are uh, yes, yeah. Well, like like the, mean, the the god of where it's always been. It's just the way it is. So Type much in the God. same way that like, if you actually pay attention to the first few verses of Genesis, you realize that God keeps using the plural when describing himself. It's kind of the same thing where like, there's a bootstrapping fallacy going on. And it's like, there was nothing, but also there were these dudes just kind of yeah. tramping along. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like this. Yeah. 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 Cause that didn't make, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it said, because you said there was no, Heaven or earth, no sky, water, trees, yep. or gods. No or gods. Anything. But then yep. there's two brothers who are gods. Who, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's now. <laughs> but yes. then, but then they were the one was sacrificed by the other with Sky Father. All of a sudden. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. And and just like just like uh you know an an old show that probably doesn't exist to sue us anymore would say. Yet another religion not worth believing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we basically took your thesis and laughed at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, those guys were great. I love that show. Um, it's sadly defunct. Um, so upon the earth was the third man, Trito, who was gifted. Wait, what a the sacred- fuck? I know. Yep. Well, now there's an earth and there's, there's more people. So Jesus he was gifted Christ. the sacred cow. But the three-headed serpent... Um, and like analyzing the Proto-Indo-European word that's used for the serpent, it's, it's basically like the word for negation, like not would be in our language. Okay. Um, that serpent stole the cattle. The serpent fought with Trito and bit him and Trito suffered. But then the sky God, sorry, sky father gave Trito a strong alcoholic drink, which gave him strength and he slayed the serpent. And then he sacrificed the sacred cow to the gods, establishing Wait. like I, I know, establishing now multiple, the now multiple gods. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you the myth. I'm not trying to make it make sense to you. <laughs> if it made okay. sense, then you know, people might still believe it. Uh. Um, this this was believed in like storytelling terms to establish the idea of a cycle of heroic struggle. Um, appealing to the gods in order to get the tools necessary for victory. And then upon achieving that victory, giving some sort of gift to the gods. I mean, but this is like, like, like you're a Navy SEAL and you go rescue someone. You're like, we won. And then we kill the guy. I'm like, yay, we get more toys. (laughs) I mean, it was a sacrificial cow, like at the, the out outset. So, I mean, they only called it the sacrificial cow because they he sacrificed it. It didn't have to be. Listen, man, could have made friends with it. <laughs> I mean, you could have. Well, yeah. well, think about what's going on in this poor cow's mind. Like, wait a minute, you brought me into this world as the sacrificial, sacrificial cow. cow. So I, I know how my life is going to go. Yeah, he's right. like, I yeah. know what I that know word Jesus means, you that. fucker. <laughs> 
It's a movie um, story. Like one of my first thoughts here, though, is this guy goes through this whole heroic battle, gets his fucking cow back, sacrifices it, makes God all happy. And then, he, then the next morning he wakes up and he pours his bowl of fucking Rice Krispie treats into the fucking bowl. And he goes, oh, how am I going to make it snap, crackle, pop now? Because he ain't got no milk. Cause he ain't got no cow. Oh, my God. Spoken so like a, spoken like a true Wisconsinite. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> so another thing that scholars think about that myth is that it may have actually been like a kind of post hoc justification for um, the pie peoples performing cattle raids on non pie peoples. So like, let's okay. say that the next tribe over doesn't really worship the same gods as you doesn't have the same culture as you. They would be this sort of sense of like, oh, well, you know, we we always tell these stories to ourselves about how like a serpent stole cattle from us and we sacrifice some to the gods. So, you know, uh, those those different looking people over there, you know, they owe us their cattle might makes right kind of deal like or just like yeah. they're a lesser class. So we don't feel bad about what we're mm-hmm. going to do to them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, another thing kind of stretching back to earlier in the myth um some of the cultures uh, interpret Yamu, uh, the brother who is sacrificed by Manu, as being a hermaphrodite. Um, mm. And I apologize if there's a more contemporaneous term for a person who has like both sexes. Um, that one. But, you know, when I was researching this, the term frequently used was hermaphrodite. Um, somebody I, who has genital, genitals of both sexes, right? I thought it's either hermaphrodite or intersexed. Okay. I don't know which one works. is the more um, yeah. broadly used term. Yeah. If I don't think totally either is a slander. Wrong, email us. Um, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, so one of the uh, one of the thoughts is that the, the sacrifice brother, Yamu, was hermaphroditic. And that as part of him being sacrificed was also like being split in two to create the two sexes. So when they talk about the genitals and the legs being split, it's mm-hmm. yep. Um, the brothers are probably the origin of Manu and Yama in Hindu Emir of the Norse and Remus and Romulus of the Romans and so on. Like mm. as that evolved from the earlier phase to the phases that we're more familiar with. Uh, those are the lines that scholars trace. Hmm. Yep. Um, the thing that's really cool to me is that like the underworld stuff, the underworld stuff is so fucking consistent. So across all of these religions is a belief in an underworld after death, which is reached by crossing a river. The Greeks kept this one and they had sticks with the oarsman Charon guarded by Mm -hmm. Kerberos. The Norse had goal, uh, which was crossed by a bridge guarded by a giant dog to reach hell. The Vedics required crossing the Vatiyama, which was guarded by four eyed dogs. Um, The Latin word for tomb comes from the word for crossing point, Uh, placing coins on the eyes of a corpse to pay for a ferryman or a toll to cross a bridge spans many of the pie cultures. And many of the cultures have their own myths of hounds guarding the world, uh, the world of the dead as well. Most famous being Kerberos. The Welsh also had the um, hellhounds that ran with the wild hunt. Um, it's just 
wild to me how across so many different religions, their myths of the underworld are like so consistently similar in terms of crossing a river with a dog and paying a toll. This is Callie. Just remember, love is love. Support your local lesbians. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. Science is like a blabbermouth who ruins a movie by telling you how it ends. Well, I say there are some things we don't want to know. Important things. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. I got really into Egyptology for a while. Mm-hmm. And like when I learned about the fact that like the 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 mythology behind their tombs, like a lot of those things that were inscripted in the inside of the tombs where the body was held mm-hmm. was actually for that pharaoh every night would rise from the dead mm-hmm. and have to go through and recite all of those to fight off the evils of night in order mm-hmm. for the sun to return in the morning. So the people believe that every night that the gods were taking this trip Mm -hmm. to fight for them or else if they, if the God lost, they were all, you know, cast to hell. So since the sun rose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a little known fact that Pharaohs were all day men, fighters of the night men. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) So uh, I, I think, though, because that comes in the conflict with something that we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, I don't recall Egypt being involved in the Proto-Indo-European thing. And that's what I was going to bring up. They're not really yeah. in it. Where, well, but well, and, I, I just and also, it was, it's not really congruous with what you're talking about. Um, well, I just thought conflict. it was interesting that, that they still had the concept of, mm-hmm. but instead of making each person having to make that journey. Mm-hmm. For the the on the Egypt side, it was like the pharaohs would make that journey yeah. for well, them every night. We're gonna get into, but like the Pi people did not believe that gods could basically cross time of day, and we'll get into that more in a little bit, uh, and it'll make sense. Well, and the um, pharaohs weren't gods in Egyptology either. They were no, 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 no. But it, um, well, l- let me let me go on, okay. and it'll make sense. Um, so. The, the way that the Pi peoples conceived of the sky is that there were three heavens, day, night, and the liminal space, which is like dawn and dusk. Okay. Um, the gods have no power over the heavens that don't belong to them. E.g. the sky father cannot do fucking shit at nighttime. Um, there's like a dawn daughter and a dusk daughter, and they have power during their time periods, but at no other time. Um, which is why, like, you know, if you're saying that his job was to recite things to like protect the day gods from the night gods, it doesn't really make sense with the pie people's narrative because the night gods couldn't do shit to the day gods and vice versa. Each of them had well, their own domain. Well, with the, the, the pharaohs, it wasn't that they were basically enchanting spells to keep the night at bay. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily that they were working with a god, but they were the ones fighting because uh, Ra, the sun god, mm-hmm. was a, a, a one of the god. main big... Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the big gods, and there's only there's one pharaoh that, that was a soul god, so there was actually a, uh, I guess, a monolithic god in the Egypts 
mm-hmm. in Egyptology, but then the other next pharaoh said, fuck that, we're going back to all the other gods. Yeah. Uh, I get it. And I think that we probably should do a whole episode on Egypt in particular and their god systems, but I am like 95% sure that they weren't a pie people. I, I don't think, well, from a lot of your stories, it doesn't like ring true. Yeah. It just the story of them having to make that journey mm-hmm. kind of rang in my head a little bit right there where yeah. the pharaohs would make that journey instead of every night for them. So they're basically slaves at night to the people to keep the night at bay, like keep the night from taking over. And they would, that's yeah. the reason why the sun would rise in the morning. I didn't catch any of that from moon night. So thank you. <laughs> oh, was that? I don't think that's part of it. I, I did like that series though. Oh, it was fantastic. I did it was really it. well done. And I, it was actually how I learned that Engelbert Humperdinck was an actual person and not just a joke from a uh, Eddie Izzard uh, uh, skit. Well, sometimes we learn shit from weird places. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Where was I? Um, interestingly and linguistically, the Pi people were transitioning out of animism. Uh, They had a two-gendered language, um, and I'm using gender in the linguistic sense, not for male and female. Obviously, they had a concept for male and female sexes, um, but by division of the animate and inanimate. For example, the words ignis was for animate fire and pier for inanimate fire. Uh, Their word for celestials was deus, which is very similar. Sorry. What's the difference between animate and inanimate fire? So they would view inanimate fire as being like fire that is in the act of just sitting in one place, like a campfire, where animate fire would be a fire like a forest fire, something that's like moving and consuming and almost has a mind of its own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So if you think of like a pyre, right, which would Mm. be the funeral pyre declination is the word. Right. That's that's a fire that is in one place versus mm-hmm. um, Ignis, which is what we would get. Um, oh, shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Isn't there like a thing for like rock, like Ignis rocks? I've heard that before. Well, and I'm yeah, there is. That. And that's where that comes from. But there's okay. a um, I'm not going to get it. There's a there's a term for like wildfires that's in that direction, but I can't bring it to mind. I just um, call it a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, huh, there you go. Um. <laughs> The the word for celestials in the Pi tongue was Deus, which is similar to the Greek Deus, uh, Deva in Sanskrit, Lithuanian Divas, Irish Dia, Norse Deer. Um, the gods for the Pi peoples were specifically dispensers of good things. And this kind of gets back to the very beginning of all of this, where you were like, all right, where are all these fucking gods coming from, right? <laughs> for them... Once there were gods, um, those gods were the things that granted rain, harvest, inspiration, prosperity, all that shit in exchange for sacrifices. There were also gods in command of natural phenomenon like uh, volcanoes, oceans, forests, mountains, what have you. Um, But the idea is, is that gods don't do bad things. Um, Gods give you good things if you make sacrifices to them. And when bad things happen, it's when you either haven't sacrificed well, or if it's just like a God kind of doing its thing and you happen to be in its way. Um, so you know. I, 
I know you haven't mentioned like the Mayans in any of this. I mm-hmm. like we talk about the, like the sacrifice, well, Mayans with the human sacrifices. Because yeah. when I think of the they Mayans, are, I think of them being yeah. big into that. Do they mm-hmm. ever play into any of this? Well, they, by definition, no, they weren't Proto-Indo-European people. I just didn't know if like like the, yeah. the, the these concepts, like maybe even later in history, like you know when we travel. I I didn't even think to look at that because if I recall my timelines correctly, they would have crossed the oh what is what was it like the Aleutian Strait when yeah and uh, Alaska brain fart and Siberia were connected, which I think happened like. 11,000 years BCE. Which this is, is 5,000 years after that. Yeah. yeah. So they would have come up with their sacrifice stuff on their know, own. Even, yeah, on their own and significantly after that. Because if I recall correctly, the Mayan peoples were active in like 1,000 common era, um, like relatively recently. Oh, yeah. Because the, the Spain were sailing over there. Yeah. Well, they were still doing their shit. Them. Yeah. Uh, the conquistadors. Um, Yep. I can't remember if it was the Mayans or the Aztecs they were doing that because one of them had already been gone by the time they got there. Like it was either the Mayan or the Aztec Empire, which rose or uh, sorry, rose and fell within the time that Oxford University has existed. The, uh, one I just can't remember bit, which of the two it is. It might have been the Mayan. I know there was there was a weird thing I I had watched something on the Mayans where they had done some research because they would wrap people in this linen and they had this blue dye in it. And they found the only place that was nearby that had that same kind of ore that you could mine was in Minnesota. Hmm. But they were doing this down in South America. Okay. So, I mean, it was, it it was either been, them doing know, it the or trading fights. with other cultures in North America to get that stuff. Yeah. But that's a yeah. tangent. Um, no, it's all good. That's like, and that's the thing is I just didn't even think to look at any of that and researching this cause they're so incredibly disparate, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, so common gods for the pie cultures were the sky father and the sun maiden. Hmm. Uh, and along with that, there were children consistently the divine twins, which they're kind of arcane and they vary wildly between the different pie cultures. To the point where I felt like it wouldn't be a good use of time to get into detail on them. But like they're different from Manu and Yamu is like the core thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Dawn daughter and Earth mother. Uh, the Dawn daughter has a name across cultures that approximates to Eostra, which is probably the origin of the Christian word Easter. Yep. Uh, the okay. sun maiden would ride across the sky in a chariot each day pursuing the dawn. Uh, sometimes with a whip, um, <laughs> though the sun was also in other myths called God's eye over the world. And it's basically one of those things where, you know, if you were to be like, wait, I thought that was, you know, sun maiden be like, shut up, kid, um, and move on. Uh, the divine, t- yeah, um, the divine twins were not the same people as Manu and Yamu. Um, they are sometimes represented as being the horses that draw the sun across the sky. Uh, and also a dichotomy between warrior duties and domestic duties. And again, this varies wildly between cultures. Uh, the Earth Mother, of course, is viewed as being as viewed as a being of fertility and often mates with the sky god. But she is not the progenitor of other gods. 
Um, she's basically the progenitor of mortal kind when she mates okay. with the Sky Father. Um, mortals, you know, plants, life, etc. Hmm. So yeah, um, Are there and cultures then you us out. Across? Oh, I'm sorry. What I was to say, if if, if she's uh, the mother of mortal beings, mm-hmm. if a culture comes across another culture they weren't used to seeing, maybe that's how they were like explaining. Oh, they're here because mm-hmm. Mother God put them here. Right. Right. Um, that tracks, I don't know specifically, but it makes sense. Um, and then finally across all the pie religions, uh, where elemental deities for fire, earth, wind, and water, plus deities for weather events, craftsmen, uh, sorry. And specifically all of them have craftsmen, gods, welfare, gods, and really interesting fate goddesses in covens of three. Think like Macbeth. Well, I also want to note that you got the band wrong. It's earth, uh, wind, and fire. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, uh, they didn't, like they didn't have a water. Waters, George, Waters was in, uh, was it Pink Floyd? Yes. Yeah, Waters was in Pink Floyd. Yep. He wasn't part of earth, wind, and fire. But that's that's the pie religion. <laughs> um, you know, without getting into... <laughs> Without getting into a lot more of their like specific myths that they would tell that would explain natural phenomena and that kind of thing, because we're already a little pressed for time. But I wanted to get into like just how unusual and cool it is that from Scandinavia to India, like basically everybody about six thousand years ago had some variation of these stories that they would tell consistently. Well, and, and the thing is, is there they're really just explaining the phenomenons they all see. Yeah. They all yeah. see the sun. They all see mm-hmm. the, the, the night, the, the dawn, uh, the sunrise. So and they're all trying to come up with reasons why, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly it's because somebody's driving a chariot across the sky. Obviously. Yeah. They'll get to the other Obviously. side of the plane and rest for a bit. Adoy. Yeah. We're not stupid. <laughs> All I know is I'm definitely including in my will to have some coins placed over my eyes when I'm dead. I actually looked into if it's allowed, if you're allowed to have a funeral pyre. Mm. Um, There's a place in Colorado. It's the only place in the U.S. where you're allowed to have an open pyre funeral. No shit. I'm like, how do you? Colorado doesn't have a big ocean for you to put my body on a yacht in in Chicago. Freedom, bro. Uh. I need my I religious said. freedom to, to set my ancestors on fire in a huge yeah. conflagration. Yeah. Huh. Let the fishies I'm thinking, eat my remains. I'm thinking a Mongolian sky burial myself. Whoa. What, the ones on the, <laughs> on the cliffs? Where they, where they basically take your body, throw it up there, and let vultures go at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one's pretty gruesome. I've seen photos of that. That one's pretty fucking nasty. Metal as fuck, yeah. Yeah, no, real talk. I pretty, think I'm just going to be buried casketless with like a tree over me. I think that's pretty cool. You can yeah. you can be made into a seed now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. And, uh, cool. Oh. oh, go ahead. No, it was some insignificant shit. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, the name of our podcast. <laughs> some insignificant. Oh, Jesus. Some insignificant shit. You're good. <laughs> Rich Hedberg, man. That's one of my favorite jokes from him. You know, when you're walking along and somebody, you're saying some insignificant shit, but they can't hear you. So they say, what did you say? You say it again. And finally you're shouting, you know, that tree is really far away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he died too young. Oh, yes, he did. 
Well, thank you very much for putting that together for us, Taylor. That was yeah. That was thank good. you guys. I learned some shit. Next week we will be talking about shamanism. Uh, shamanism okay. has been around for a very long time and is the the last kind of grouping of religious beliefs and practices that we will tackle before we move into more mainstream and and more widely practiced uh, religious beliefs and systems of belief. Um, so I think after shamanism, we'll probably move into Hinduism and then a bunch of other things after that. But <laughs> solid. next week. Oh, go ahead. You, oh, you said solid. You're solid. Dan. Oh, cool. Okay. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> way. Yeah, That's that, so fetched, Dan. <laughs> Terms. Well, and shamanism was around for roughly 5,000 years. So, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there are still people who practice it, whatever, but some form. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there, there, it was like kind of widespread, man. and then it had some actual systems of like, okay, this is what we believe as shamanists, and, mm-hmm. and those, are, those are interesting. We'll be talking about that next week. I'm looking forward to it, uh, but we have run out of time for this episode. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. And that would be, and I'm going to pause here. And that would be Ed Harris, Kevin Scheel, crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray, Steve Kuno, Sinead Duffy, Tiffany Hudson, John McCullough, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest man, a perfectly cromulent statement, Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Alan Firth. Two skeptical chaps, which I just want to say real quick, are getting ready to have their 200th episode. Oh. Yay. Yay. That's cool. Awesome for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy for them. Uh, Stephen Andrus. Martina Fern. Clank Trucking. Zeus 9SO. Jonathan. Not a fucking gymnast. Updog Willoughby. <laughs> Marvin Draken. <laughs> Sir Rosie of the River. I feel like at some point all our patrons are just going to be like, Updog McUpdog. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a, uh, sorry, get a scale and find out what a hen weighs. Like that one so much too. Uh, Megan Mitchell. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Mackenzie Peterson. All hail Peanut Buttra. Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. Good news, everyone. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savid Akuna. Purple Dragon. James. Yay. And Snake Jailbird wants you to please support the American Civil Liberties Union. Get off my lawn, you coppers. <laughs> Thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution, where you can can 
where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. Then you get all kinds of fun stuff to come with that. And I've gone over that in the past many times. Here we go again. You get early episodes before anybody else. You get clips from the cutting room floor. You get bonus outtakes. You get bonus episodes every now and then. All you get a car. Fun. You get a car. Car's not guaranteed. <laughs> you probably get to see how fucked up the beginning of this episode was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's seriously. Boring. If you, if you, um, subscribe for any reason let it be the patreon extras like i need you to understand i am one third of this podcast and i subscribe to our show fast forward to the very end and listen to our outtakes (laughs) and i contribute to them (laughs) uh you're just waiting to see how embarrassed you should be (laughs) (laughs) sometimes (laughs) yes this week it's see how embarrassed you should be (laughs) Uh huh. I'm 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 pretty difficult to embarrass most of the time. Uh, yeah, most of the time, I should say. Uh, but thank you guys very much. Thank you all very much for listening. I have to go coordinate some other stuff that I might talk about in a future episode. There we Uh-oh. go. Okay. I need to sleep at some point. Oh, sleep sounds so good. I hope both of you get lots of that very soon. Love you guys. I love you too, Dan. Bye. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, August 7th. This is no, it's not even August. Jesus Christ. It's September and neither one fucking September. Nobody caught that until (laughs) until I just was like, wait a minute, that's not right. It is September 7th. I am Dan Ellis hosting uh one of the hosts for this show that you're gonna be listening to jesus i'm sorry we're off to a really shaky start everybody (laughs) yeah we keep this okay (laughs) uh this is episode 300 we outtake this (laughs) (laughs) they gotta know we're human (laughs) because patrons can know we're human You want to, you want to start again? Should we start again? I think I want to outtake that one. There's too much, too much jiggery pokery in that. Okay. Oh. All right. Let me, let me fix this one. <clears throat> I'll put on a serious face. Okay. All right. What month is it, Dan? Oh, sep- I'm going to just change that here because <laughs> I'll fucking Ron Burgundy that shit again. I'm sure. <laughs> and actually while i'm thinking about it i need to update the the show for next week because i've already made the page for that okay go fuck yourself san diego (laughs) (laughs) okay there we go still have a script okay here we go Okay. Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Sorry. <laughs> Is this going to be like the fucking uh, the Bigfoot joke? Oh my God. I love the Bigfoot thing so oh, much. The Bigfoot thing broke me. <laughs> oh, for like a half hour. Oh yeah. God. It was just so unexpected. <laughs> okay. That's what made it good. <clears throat> Okay, I think I, I think I have recovered. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 7th.